if you really do take on the belief that everything is figure outable, no matter what problem you bump into, what obstacle you hit, or what area of your life isn't working, you know that it's figure outable. So you don't even need to deal with the limiting beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. You just need to start working on solutions, on creating ways to move forward. So that's why I think this is a really time-saving tool and it simplifies things. So it... Oh, what can I say about today's amazing guest, except that I am absolutely obsessed with her and everything that she shares with the world. Now, this is her second appearance on the show and I am so flippin' honored to get to talk to her again. I am talking about the one and only Marie Forleo. Now, you may know her from her massively successful program, B-School, or from her award-winning show, Marie TV. And she is here today to talk about her incredible new book, Everything is Figure Outable. Whether you're starting or growing your business or looking to make a big change in your personal life, Marie will help you reach the highest levels of your creative potential and tap into the deepest wisdom within you. Now, I had the opportunity to read this book this last summer, and let me tell you guys, it is truly transformational. Everything from learning how to eliminate excuses in your life that really hold you back to niching down on what really is going to drive you to the biggest and most greatest things that you can ever imagine accomplishing in your life to things around fear and limiting beliefs. Marie covers it all and this book is an absolute must read, guys. I am telling you, you got to get your hands on this book and it has released this week. So of course you can get it where books are sold. But without further ado, I want to get to this episode because man, she covers a lot and she does not hold back. Now, if you want to make sure to get every morsel from Marie today, go to juliesolomon.net forward slash 127 and download your free transcript to today's episode. If you're anything like me, get those highlighters ready because there is so much goodness in this episode and you are going to want to take it all in. Let's get to it. I get to do one of my favorite things in the entire world this month, which is live webinars. That's right. I have two free live webinars coming up on September 18th and 19th, and I want to make sure you are there. Now, during this live workshop, I'll be sharing with you the top five mistakes entrepreneurs make and how to overcome them. You will learn how to 8X your engagement doing something almost all online business owners are not doing, say what, no matter what new algorithm comes along. You also learn the common thing you may be doing that is keeping visitors away from reading and subscribing to your content, and it may shock you. Why more followers isn't always what you need and the number one thing you should focus on instead. How to finally niche down and talk to your ideal audience instead of feeling like you're talking to air. Plus, you get a live Q&A with me at the end of the masterclass. Now, head on over to theinfluenceracademy.org slash webinar to sign up and choose from two live virtual times on either September 18th or 19th. Again, that's theinfluenceracademy.org slash webinar. See you there live. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Hello, Miss Marie Forleo. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I am just so 
so, so excited for you to be here. I mean, this book, it's so important. It is so needed. It is so incredible. It is transformative. And my community is just going to like lose their flipping minds over this if they have not gotten it already. It is release week. We are here. I can't How does it feel to know that this is out in the world? My goodness, my love, this has been such a long time coming and it's really, really satisfying and uh, fulfilling. I will say that because it's an idea that has been so utterly transformative in my life and utterly transformative for the folks that I've had an opportunity to share it with prior to the book that it just makes me uber, uber pumped for the notion that other people will get to use this too, because um, it really can change everything. Mm. And and that's the thing that, you know, this is not your first rodeo. (laughs) You have been out in the world, in the online space, creating content, changing lives for a very long time now. Why was now the time that you felt in your bones, like, okay, it's, it's time I'm ready. Yes. So there's a couple of things. So it's, yes, it's been two decades of me in my career, this aspect of my career. And, um, I'll tell you, I am always a person who trusts my instincts. And for years now, Julie, I would go to my kind of like once a year journal when I'm like mapping out the big things that I want to accomplish. And there would always be this little list on the side of like someday goals and writing a book kind of kept showing up and kept showing up. And I knew it wasn't the right year yet, but it was just like getting louder and louder. And this notion, this idea has been like a little seed that was in the ground. And you know, you plant a little seed and you have to be very Mm -hmm. patient. You can't Mm -hmm. dig it up too fast because if it's not ready to pop out of the ground yet, you're going to kill it if you try and pull Mm -hmm. it up. So back in 2015, I was at an event, um, for own Oprah Winfrey Network. And Mm -hmm. the co-president at that time, Sherry Salata, she came up to me and she said, Hey Marie, are you free on April 9th? It was like a fall event and this was months away. And I was like, yeah, I was like, what's going on? And she told me that Oprah was having um, this event. There was going to be like nine speakers and she wanted me to be one of them. And of course I started jumping up and down. (laughs) It's like an 18 minute talk. It's like a Ted talk, but Oprah style. I was like, okay, I'm in. And of course the next question was, what's the topic of your talk? Mm. And in my mental theater, everything is figured out just popped up. And I said, this is my chance. This is my chance to start taking something that has been so transformative in my life and to build uh, a talk around it and to also feel it out with all of these beautiful humans to see if, yes, this is indeed the book that I want to write. And so I did that talk in 2016. Everything in my body said, oh, hell yes. We had a wonderful reception from the audience. And then that was my signal to do it. But I think even more than that, Julie, when we look around our world right now, uh, everything happening uh, politically, everything happening, there's so much um, inequality and injustice, um, challenges with the environment. I mean, every single sector that you look at, we've got some big problems. The bigger reason I really wanted to write this was because my deepest hope is that when folks get a hold of this idea and they realize how much power they have to make their lives better and to reach their individual dreams and solve their individual problems, that there's folks out there who their destiny is to really shift this planet. And I want them to use this philosophy to do just that because we've got a lot of collective problems to solve and I could think of no better belief to embody in order to solve them than everything is figureoutable. Mm, I love that. Um, and then part of, of living that, part of embodying that, and you, you talk a lot about this in the book, it, it starts with that belief. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that belief that we have, we have these loops, these things that we tell ourselves, these scripts that literally run our lives. And that rang true to me. Also, kind of what you just said, it's it's at the deepest level of how our world works, of how politics work, of, of what people believe based off of, you know, uh, their religion or their spiritual practice, really even understanding our financial abilities and our financial worth. And so I would love to kind of dive more into this, that since what you write in the book, and this book really does give us permission to rewrite those scripts, yes. how do we start by doing so in a way that really allows us to show up and serve in our most brilliant way? Yeah. So here's what's cool. You know, I have been researching, I've been a student of personal development practically my whole adult life. And one of the themes that comes up consistently is, you know, beliefs, the power of both positive beliefs and of course the detrimental effect of negative beliefs, of limiting beliefs. And we see it time and time again. You know, there's the old Henry Ford quote that has become cliched at this point, but it is true. You know, if you think you can, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm. And that is really so accurate. But here's what's cool. Sometimes in my past, I have gone through certain programs and it's like, okay, we need to identify every single limiting belief. You kind of need to play Sherlock Holmes, right? And like hunt them all down because you don't know what's stopping you or what's blocking you. And oh, I don't even know. Are they unconscious? Here's what I realized when writing this book, when I really started to do my own investigative work and to look at folks throughout history who have literally changed the game in sports, in economics, in science, and art, you name it. You don't need to hunt down all of your limiting beliefs. You don't need to play Sherlock Holmes and find them all and write them all and rescript them. All you need to do is adopt this one meta belief. It's what I call like the master key. Because what happens is when you adopt the belief that everything is figure outable, it's kind of like throwing a switch that instantly illuminates this field of infinite potential within yourself. Because here's the thing, if you really do take on the belief that everything is figure outable, no matter what problem you bump into, what obstacle you hit, or what area of your life isn't working, you know that it's figure outable. So you don't even need to deal with the limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. You just need to start working on solutions, on creating ways to move forward. So that's why I think this is a really time-saving tool and it simplifies things. So it takes us out of the realm of like looking for what's wrong with us and instead gives us this one thing to take on. And in doing so, we can meet the uncertainty, we can meet the obstacles, we can meet the setbacks with a sense of positive expectancy that we'll be able to overcome it. Mm. As creators, we often don't have a huge team to build our business, but that doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. Kajabi gives you all the tools that you need to build a profitable business. Kajabi is your all-in-one platform for digital products. Designed for creators to create, market, and sell their digital content, no matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. Now, there is a reason why Kajabi has been the go-to place for over a decade for so many creators. And you guys know how much I love data. You hear me talk about it all the time on this podcast, the importance of analytics. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates. With Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, 
easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates, all built in. The best part? You don't need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $6 billion. Now we know that running a small business is no feat, but our friends at JustWorks are here to make it a whole lot easier for us. JustWorks software automates HR for both employees and admins. As a reliable and flexible platform, JustWork earns back time so you can focus on running your business with big confidence. Signing up is a breeze. In just 30 minutes, you can set up payroll that streamlines paying your team, saves time, and mitigates errors. And it's desktop and mobile friendly. Plus, you can get ready to pay yourself and your amazing team in as little as two business days. That is the kind of speed and efficiency that we need as small businesses. You can even integrate time tracking and benefits that support running your small business with ease. Don't miss your chance to get one month free by visiting justworks.com influencer. Secure the limited time offer and start letting JustWorks run your payroll so you don't have to. Start your free month now at justworks.com influencer. And one of the things that you talk about also in the book, one of the action steps to overcome it is you talk about eliminating excuses. Yes. Excuses that we have, that all of us have, that keep us small, that keep us safe, you know, they keep us in that conformity piece. We don't have to go against the grain. You know, it's just the path of least resistance. And you give really attainable actionable how-tos to overcome these excuses. Now, the biggest one that I hear in our community, and you talk about it in the book as well, is that idea of, I don't know how, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, you know, or, or I'm not blank enough to make that happen. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts or really your guidance tips to overcome some of those those excuses that we start to to say to ourselves in those moments? Well, a couple. First, we're going to start off with the fact that we all have excuses. I have them, you have them, everyone has them. And I kind of think about them like weeds. They're going to grow back, right? No matter how you kind of clear out everything and you're like, okay, I'm clear that I'm responsible for my time and my energy, my resources. Like I'm totally here and I'm seeing what I'm doing and what I'm not doing and how it's all a choice. You can slip back in and these excuses can pop up. One of the best pieces of the book, in my opinion, is helping people understand the distinction between two four-letter words that really does do a great job of wiping out all excuses. And those two four-letter words are this, the difference between can't and won't. So here's the deal. 99% of the time when we humans say that we can't do something, can't is actually a euphemism for won't. And won't means that we're not willing to. In other words, we don't really want to. Like we don't want to do the work. We don't want to take the risk. We don't want to get uncomfortable. We don't want to be inconvenienced. It's not a big enough priority or it's not important enough to us. Now, before anyone disagrees, 
or finds exceptions, which I'm sure they are, just humor me for a moment. If you just consider how this might be true in your life, even a portion of the time, you can free yourself from the vast majority of self-deceptive crap that holds you back. So for example, let's say you feel like, oh, I just don't have the time to you know, get up and, and work out every day, or I don't have the time to go write my book or to do that marketing plan or to figure out how to build my own website. Or again, you can just fill in the blank. What if you replace the word can't with won't? When you do that, oftentimes what happens, Julie, is we discover something much more honest. It actually feels more realistic. So for example, I won't get up and work out every day. I won't find the time to get writing done. Mm. I won't do what it takes to figure out how to get my website up. And that's scary, Marie, because that puts all of the responsibility on you. Well, you just said the key word, my love. You just said, I think one of the scariest and the most freeing things Mm -hmm. that there there is like this principle, this notion that you are 100% responsible for your life. See, when we start using that word won't, we start to actually behave more powerfully. Let me give you a concrete example. So in my own life, right, I have this dream of eventually one day being able to speak fluent Italian. I know I'm going to do it. I am not willing to do the work right now. You want to know how I know that? Guess what I did the other night? What? I wasn't in my language app learning, you know, my new Italian words. I was watching Stranger Things. I was because that was a bigger priority. So the truth is it's not like, oh, I can't learn Italian because I don't have the time. That's total BS. I won't learn Italian right now because it's not a big enough priority. Right. That's just the truth. So in terms of what you were sharing, and I hope this answers your question and please drill me harder if it doesn't address what you want to address. But when we see how our choices about how we spend our time, our effort, and our energy really are within our control, everything becomes so much more clear. And for anyone saying, but it's not in my control, like I have five kids or I have this job or I have three jobs, you have to actually step back and realize that you played a part in getting yourself here. Again, I know sometimes this can be some big medicine, but on the Mm -hmm. other side of big medicine is incredibly big freedom and Mm -hmm. empowerment and the ability to make new choices. Again, I hold myself to these standards just like everyone else, right? So I'm like, we were just talking about with Stranger Things. Anytime I catch myself saying, I don't have the time for that, I actually drill it back and I go, "Mm, that's actually not true. I do not want that thing bad enough to put it into my calendar. There are other things that are a higher priority and I'm okay with that. It doesn't make me bad. It doesn't make me lazy. It makes me clear and mm. honest. Yep. Oh, and I would love, I would love to drill down that more specifically because what I start to hear, because I can, I, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody out there says, okay, yes. well, Marie, that's cute and all, but you know, that's just not true for me. You know, my dad has cancer. My mom has dementia. We're up to our eyeballs in debt. You know, yes. my sister is an alcoholic and I can't get her to stop drinking. That's you right. You know, my husband doesn't support me and what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I didn't get to go to college. I couldn't afford it. What do you say to that person? Okay. So first I say, please, for the love of all things holy, if any of this resonates for you, get your hands on the book because we have, I think over two dozen stories Mm -hmm. of folks who are facing those exact situations. I want to share just one quick one, if I may, from a woman named Jen in New Zealand, because again, everything is figureoutable doesn't mean that we're not going to face hard truths. 
does not mean that we're not going to face things like job loss, debt, illness, death, grief. All of those things are hard truths that are real for all of our lives. But at a certain point, Julie, we have to ask ourselves when those things are facts, what are we going to do next? Mm. What are we going to do next? So there's two things. I want to share a story, but first I want to even drill back further and share three simple rules that we talk about in the book that I think helps people use this idea to help themselves move ahead. So the three rules of everything is figureoutable is this. Rule number one, all problems or dreams are figureoutable. Rule number two, if a problem isn't figureoutable, it's not a problem, it's a fact of life. For example, death, gravity, taxes, right? Those things are real. Right. Three, you may not care enough to solve this particular problem or reach this particular dream, and that's okay. But find something you do care enough about, something that fires up your heart and that you're willing to commit fully to and go back to rule number one. Those three rules give us a mental container so that our minds can focus on exactly what we can do to impact our circumstances and not go to fantastical things like, oh, well, I can't grow wings out of my back, but <laughs> we humans can fly. Or, you know, oh, but it's not figureoutable how to bring my childhood dog back from the dead. Well, cloning is happening and scientists are searching out cryogenics, so it's maybe not figureoutable yet. But to your point, right? When it comes to things like a terminal diagnosis, I want to share a story from Jen. So this is a woman who watched the Oprah version, the Oprah talk of everything is figureoutable. And she loved it so much that she shared it with her mom. And she told me that it was a lesson her mom had been trying to teach her. So they, they both just loved it. Then everything changed. She says her beautiful mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Nothing seemed figureoutable. But you know what, she said, when I looked deeper and stopped railing against what was happening, the little things were figureoutable, like trying to find nursing care for her because she lived in a rural area, like finding special foods that she could actually tolerate, like getting medical equipment so that she could spend her last days and her last five weeks in her home like she wanted to. So Jen wrote, I can honestly say, yes, everything is figureoutable. You've got to break the big things down into small bits so you can figure them out. And she thanked us and she told us that we really made a difference to two women on the other side of the world because she's from New Zealand. Mm. So we have stories like that of folks who have faced devastating loss, diagnoses, um, struggling with addiction, with debt, you name it. And I do hold true in my heart, Julie, that if you are willing to keep an open mind and an open heart and play with those three rules, that you'll find this idea awakens your innate power, your innate strength to make a difference in your life and others. Yeah. And I love that you use that word power because that's literally what was coming up for me in that moment that when you get really clear and honest of the fact that you know, the example that you gave, she might've been completely powerless to the fact that her mom now has this cancer. And yes. that, that is just the fact of life and yes. it sucks and it's messy and it's horrible and it's, and it's horrible. devastating. Right. Absolutely. And she is, she cannot control it and she is completely powerless to that. But what does she have power over? What, what can she control? And that is how she faces that 
that moment, that, that's that messiness. How does she find the miracle in the mess? And, and that's it. That's everything is figured out is figure outable. Yes. I love that. That's totally what hit me when you were saying that. Um, and I would love to talk about your specific journey. And for those who are listening, who, who don't know, just to give you a little, uh, a quick, a quick one. I mean, Marie, you know, grew a massive, massive successful business working, you know, multiple jobs, um, in New York, bartending, you know, barista, you name it. I mean, she did everything in the beginning of her career and her journey to get her to where she was today. Um, was there ever a time in your life that you did not feel like everything was figure outable, that you had tried everything and you were just, you kept hitting walls, you kept hitting walls. How were you able to continue on to figure it out? Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you, here's the thing that's cool about this idea. This idea, when you use it and adopt it, doesn't mean that you're not going to hit walls. I hit walls all the time where then I need to sit down for a minute, right? And maybe cry and like nurse my wounds or put some band-aids on my knees because they're all scraped up. I mean, there have been times, Julie, where like I'm on the brink, like I'm thinking of a certain um, time, let's say for example, in my relationship, by the way, you know, in a business context, I had multiple side jobs for seven years before I felt confident enough financially and emotionally to go all in on my online business. So there were many points in that journey where I was definitely disheartened, but I will, if I'm being honest with you, I never felt like I wouldn't get there. I just knew it was going to take a long ass time. Mm -hmm. In my relationship, I can think about uh, maybe five or six years ago, Josh and I, you know, we were in a really, really tough spot. And here's what I knew. I knew how much I loved him. I knew I couldn't control how he felt or whether or not the relationship was going to continue, right? Because there's two people there. But I knew what I could figure out was bringing my best A game and doing everything I possibly could to save that relationship. And if it turned out that the relationship was meant to end and we were both supposed to move on to our next kind of phase in life separately, that I figured out how to do so with a sense of grace and compassion and bringing my A game so that I could feel complete in moving on. So to answer your question, I have dark nights of the soul. I have times when I feel like, oh, I'm exhausted or I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. And honestly, I reach out for help when that happens. One of the things I, I mentioned in the book at the end is the power of having like a figure outable force field. So there are absolutely times when I call on my team, I call on dear friends, right? Confidants, people where I go, oh my goodness, I'm in the middle of it. Can you help me figure this out? I know it's figure outable, but I can't see in front of me right now. And I need some help to take that next step. So this notion and adopting this philosophy is not about being a superhuman person. It is about adopting a philosophy that will allow you to move forward no matter what and allow you to awaken a, a power and an intelligence within yourself that will create forward momentum no matter what you're up against. And sometimes the intelligence comes from within. Sometimes it comes from your connections and your friends, or your network. Like there's all kinds of ways to, to move ahead. Um, so I don't know if that answers it fully, but please feel free to ask me anything you want because I'm an open book. Yeah, it, it does. And, and what came up for me when you were saying that too, is that when you found yourself in those moments, you asked for help. You engaged yes. in help. You didn't yes. just keep the thoughts 
you know, swiveling around your head, you, you took action. And that, that even goes back to one of my favorite statements in the book. And I've heard you even say before that clarity comes from engagement, not thought clarity comes from action, not thought. Yes. So, and you just gave a perfect example of of how that looks for you and, and how you've used that. And, and what, how does this, or what does this kind of mean in terms of the lives of the, of the reader? Cause I would love to, to dive more into that. Yeah. How does one start to take action? How do they start to really engage and how does one know when or if they have found that clarity? Yeah. So let's take like really mundane examples. If you've ever been in a restaurant, you know, perhaps uh, if you're like me, you might like to have a glass of wine now and again. And sometimes you're just like, I don't know which wine to choose. And I have just had this practice where I'm like, I'd like a taste of this and this because I want to try both. I want Mm -hmm. the clarity of engaging in both glasses to know which one is to my liking. When I have thought ever about learning a new skill or developing a new piece of the business or doing something new, I will find a way to engage, meaning to take a class or to call someone or to send an email to ask those questions, right? Something active I can do so that I can actually see and feel and experience the thing that I'm wondering about in my head. When you think about um, a relationship even, you know, some people like, oh gosh, I don't know. Should I stay in this one or should I go? Like, is this is or is this ain't? Are we on or are we off? Mm -hmm. Rather than talking to your girlfriends or your guy friends about it, engage with the person, go to a couples therapist, like dig in and do the work together. Cause the more you lean into it, the quicker you will feel both intuitively, emotionally, sometimes even physically, mm-hmm. whether something should keep going. So in terms of, um, you know, what does engage look like? It looks like any active step, not talking to yourself, not necessarily talking about it with a friend, although that can sometimes help, but the most active step you can do. You know, before you and I started recording, we were talking a little bit about my love of renovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes with a renovation, I'm like, huh, it would be really cool if I could, uh, I happen to love banquettes, right? I love Mm -hmm. a banquette. I just think they're incredible space savers. They're really cozy. If I ever go to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I want to have the booth. Right. So I remember thinking in my New York city apartment, I'm like, oh, I'd really love to have it. Can we fit a banquette? Well, how the hell do you know? You call up someone who knows how to build banquettes and they come over and measure. And then you're like, okay, can I afford that? Right. You engage. Right. So that's, I think my biggest message is to find some way to take a step, a small step, make a call, take the class, um, intern, freelance, whatever it is, and then tune into yourself, not necessarily the outside world, tune into yourself and see how it feels to you. Does this Mm -hmm. feel exciting? Does this feel joyful? You know, do you, in a Marie Kondo world, does it spark joy? If so, this is a good notion to keep moving. And if not, if you engage and you're like, ah, this isn't always cracked up to be, or no, you know what? Don't say that you lost money. Don't say that you lost time. Celebrate because you're clear. Now you can move on to something else. Oh yeah. The celebrate piece. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, Since I am all about habits and routines and goals for the new year, let's talk about healthy eating. Now, obviously, this is a hot topic for so many of us right now because I know that so many people are looking to revamp their eating habits in the new year. But I think so often we fall short because of a few things. One, it can be really time-consuming to cook fresh meals every day, especially as a parent. Two, it can be time-consuming and difficult to prepare and go to the grocery store and just have all the ingredients that we need for the week. And so if you're anything like me, what tends 
to happen is that we fall back on old habits of just ordering out all of our meals or snacking around meals or just grabbing whatever we find in the pantry and not really giving our bodies the nourishment that we need. But a really simple solution that I have found for the new year is HelloFresh. Whether you want to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Imagine having farm fresh ingredients and chef crafted recipes delivered to your doorstep, no grocery store chaos. Also, what I love about HelloFresh is that everything comes pre portioned right to your doorstep, which is a huge perk for me because of the time savings, and there's less hassle and less wasted food. Another perk with me because with two small kids in the house, it is so easy for us to waste food. Food and that drives me crazy. And even if there are nights where you barely have any time to cook, what you can do is check out their lineup of 15 minute recipes, which are amazing. These are great for those nights when you're just trying to catch up on all the duties and you just need a healthy but quick option. I made a really good chicken dish the other night and they also have some good vegan options. My husband is also gluten free. So they have something for everybody, regardless of what your dietary preferences may be. And this is huge for for so many of us as I know. Now here is the big news. HelloFresh understands the breakfast game and how important getting protein first thing in the morning is. So HelloFresh is giving all subscribers free breakfast for life. Yes, you heard it right. A free breakfast item with every single delivery. I mean, who wouldn't want to wake up to that? We all know the importance of breakfast and getting that protein fix in the morning. And the fact that I just don't have to think about it just made HelloFresh a no brainer for me this year. So that means you will enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com slash influencer free and use code influencer free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash influencer free with the code influencer free. Check it out and find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. The other thing that we have to dive into, because I think it's just, it's flowing right from what you were just talking about is fear Mm. and the intuition. Because I know that you are someone who, man, you, you, you are so in tune with your gut. You follow your intuition. But a lot of times we can get very confused yes. of, is this my intuition? Is this my fear? How yes. do you get past the fear of feeling like you, you know, am I making the right decision? Is, should I keep moving forward on this? Or is this just a big bust? You know, yes. how do I really know which move to take? And you talk about it beautifully in the book. So I'd love for you to share a little bit um, with us now. Yeah. So there's two things I want to hit upon. It's the difference between fear and intuition, because that's huge. And then also a test to know whether or not you should continue on a particular path. So let's talk fear and intuition first. Those two things can be incredibly confusing because they can sometimes feel the same. You're considering saying yes to a big opportunity. You might want to hire a particular person and you're nervous about it. You know, uh, you're, you're looking at making an investment, whatever it is. And part of you feels excited and a part of you feels scared. So how do you know, is this normal fear that you should just move through because that's natural? Or is this your intuition trying to save your butt from making a really bad decision? Here's how you figure it out. You have to go inside. So what I would recommend is for people to, if they're facing any kind of decision like this, to close their eyes, take a few deep breaths and tune into their kind of internal systems, their physical sensations. And then ask yourself, 
does the idea of moving forward with this opportunity, this hire, this investment make me feel expansive or contracted? Now, expansive. If in the nanosecond after you ask yourself that question, you notice your physical sensations or your body either moving forward in space, you feel a lightening of your chest, you feel some semblance of excitement or joy or elation. If you feel your shoulders kind of moving back and yourself sitting taller, again, moving forward in space, those are all they could be considered indicators of a feeling of expansiveness. Now, on the other side, if when you ask that question, does the idea of moving ahead with this make me feel expansive or contracted? And then the nanosecond after you ask it, you feel a pit in your stomach Mm. or a sense of dread or like your body moving back or your shoulders hunched over or even your head shaking no unconsciously. Those are all indications of what I would call contraction meaning a no. And here's what's interesting to note, Julie. Oftentimes we get confused about opportunities because on paper, they sound great. On paper, they look great. To our egos, it looks like we should be saying, yes, we should be moving ahead. We would be crazy not to do this opportunity. But if your intuition is giving you those signals, like I can't put my finger on it, but something's not right here, you have to listen to it. And I also just want to say too, in the book, we have a number of cognitive exercises in terms of how to really uh, drill down and articulate on paper the very concrete fears of you know potentially ruining your career or getting into further debt or you know some really hardcore consequences. So I don't want everyone to think that this is all about this, but we are talking about fear and intuition. And I believe there is so much intelligence in the body and our culture has trained us out of being able to listen to it. We live from the neck up. We spend so much time in our screens that most people don't even have a real good feeling or a sense of what's happening in their body. And your body is designed to lead you in the wisest direction for you if you have the wisdom to listen to it. Mm, So good. So, so good. Thank you so much for walking us through that. I know everyone listening is going to just mind blown moments. It's great. Um, One of the other challenging things that we have, that we see time and time again, really in, in our community is this permission piece. It is so hard for these incredible, amazing, creative dreamers who want to take the action to give themselves permission to do so, to give themselves permission to really believe in themselves, believe in the power, believe that everything is figure outable. So how can this book be a support system for these people? Well, my belief is the most powerful words in the universe are the words that you say to yourself. You listen to you 24 hours a day. And if I could inspire just one person listening to adopt this belief that everything is figure outable, and you have that as the words that you say to yourself the most often, then any wild, crazy, creative dream that your soul serves up, you're going to know that you can indeed figure it out. Uh, If we come to the book, you know, there are very, very, very practical exercises at every single chapter to help you with the exact how-tos, the steps, uh, kind of previewing what you're going to face and how to overcome some of those obstacles because it's not going to be an easy road just because this is a simple idea doesn't mean we're going to be all tossing around daisies and, you know, rainbows are going to be shooting out of our eyes. Absolutely not. Tough roads ahead. And 
you got this. So I think for anyone who's listening, whether you have a big problem that's been extremely painful that you haven't been able to overcome, or you've got these really juicy, incredible, wild, out there dreams that you're like, how do I make this come to life? This is really your handbook to becoming the creative force in your own life. That's mm, so good. And I, before we wrap up, I want to, I want to end on another figureoutable example and note, because I think that it's just, it's so good. And it just goes back to the core of, of what this book stands for and what it means and to really believe in yourself, listen to yourself and believe that everything is figureoutable. You had shared, I believe it was on social media or on your website, the journey of of figuring out what this book cover was going to be. Yes. And I would love if you would share with yes. our listeners what that journey looked like and how you were able to trust your gut and to figure out what was best for this book. Yeah. So first of all, it was messy as hell. Let me just say that. Um, I did not come into this process with like, I know exactly what this is going to be. For me, the content of the book, like the actual chapters, the exercises, the examples, the statistics, the research, the science, all of that was paramount, right? That's where we spent the lion's share of all of our time. But then mm -hmm. we got to the point where it's like, okay, well, what's the packaging? And at first we were like, okay, well, it's a pretty long ass word, figure outable. Like how do we fit all of this on the cover? And so we were exploring text only options, right? So like a text-based cover where the words were the things that really popped. And then we also said, well, we've got to try a a version with me on the cover. And my publishers were like, hey, you're the brand. You've built this incredible audience. Like we need to see that as well. It's like, yeah, okay, great. This comes back to Julie, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. We couldn't decide this in our head. We were only going to see in practice what was going to feel the best. So we go down all of these roads. My team's working on it. The publisher's team's working on it. Uh, it's not quite hitting it. So we decided, okay, we're going to get there. We're going to do a cover shoot. We're going to get a whole bunch of photos and get this even closer to what we think could be reality. Again, still hadn't made that decision between purely conceptual or text-based or having me on the cover. So we're moving on, moving on. We're seeing all of these different drafts and it's getting to the point where we started to nail down the colors and we had a few photos from the cover shoot where we felt like this was great. Okay. So now we're closer to knowing what it's going to be in that it's got to say everything is figureoutable because it's a book and that's the title of it. And we wanted to have me on the cover. So here's what's interesting. My publishers are awesome. Portfolio, which is part of Penguin Random House. They're mm -hmm. phenomenal. They've been the best partners. Part of what they do in their process is they will take uh, a few covers, you know, when you get down to the last ones, and they will test them. They'll have like a group of focused folks who are really avid book readers and basically do some tests, like a split test essentially online. And so there were certain factions of the publisher who liked a particular version of the cover that was, I'd call safer. I'd say it was a little more basic, right? Mm -hmm. It was expected. You could really clearly read the words. There was a particular pose that I had. And I will tell you, I was like, eh, it's not my favorite. It didn't make me excited. It didn't like give me the chills. It didn't make me feel anything. And then there was the other cover, which by the way, is the cover that we chose that myself, the actual publisher himself, my team, all of us were friggin' flipped out over. And there was a point in the process, Julie, where I was so overwhelmed with all of the tasks that I had to do mm -hmm. that I actually gave the green light to what I think was the shittier cover because I'm like, you know what? They're the publishers. They know what they're doing. Right. And here's what happened when we tested it. The data said 
that the other cover was the winner by get this five to one. Wow. Yeah. Five to one. Right. So then here's what happens. So again, I'm overwhelmed. I'm managing all of these things. Like I'm like, holy cow, like still running Marie TV, the whole business, growing the business, growing the team, having a life outside of business and getting this book off the ground. I was just like, okay, let me just trust them. Cut to a week or two later. We were about to go to the place where in the book process, where there's like no turning back. Right? right. This is like things are going off to the printer. This is yep. what it's going to be. There was a thing called BEA, like the Book Expo America, where they're going to have this big poster of it. Here's what happened it was a Friday afternoon, Julie. My body had a revolt. Like, mm. I am not kidding you, like a full on revolt. This was not me thinking. I was in my email inbox. I saw the cover that quote unquote all the data supported, and I almost threw up. Oh my 5.30 on a Friday afternoon, I literally called the big boss, the publisher who, you know, in the publishing world, you don't necessarily call the big boss, right? right. Like, that's reserved. <laughs> and it, and not on a 5.30 on a Friday afternoon, like right. not a thing you do. But I picked up the phone and I left him a message and he knows I'm not a drama queen. So he's like, oh shit, if she calling me, this is something, this is important. Mm-hmm. And long story short, we had a conversation and I said to him, I said, look, you guys are amazing. I adore you. I love you. We have been great partners. And I know in my bones, the winning cover is this other one. I understand data. I've been running a business for 20 years. And the reason you guys are investing in me is because you've trust, you trust what I've built. Mm-hmm. Now you need to trust me with this cover. I mm-hmm. promise you, this is the right choice. And he was extraordinary. I got no fight. He's like, you know, there's just going to be a couple people who are going to, you know, not be happy about this, but I agree with you. And I was like, boo! Yay! So we basically changed everything at the last minute. <laughs> Sure, they were so excited. Yeah, well, actually, they were because the creative cool. director was heartbroken that the other one was going to go. Ah. So we changed it, and then you know the cover is what the cover is, and I am you know it is the what it needs to be. So that's yeah. that story. But I just want to share that because people often, if you're not privy to those kind of things, or you think that because you're wishy washy or you don't agree with what other people say or the data, you think like, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's like, no, you know what you're talking about. Again, it comes back to trusting that inner voice. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that so many of our listeners will be able to resonate with that. It will inspire them to just believe in in their inner, that, that inborn power, that inborn instinct that they know. I mean, Mm-hmm. you know, you know, because you know, right? Yeah. So thank you so much for that. And and thank you again for coming on, sharing your wisdom, sharing your heart, sharing this book that I want everyone to run out and get immediately if they haven't. So where can they do just that? Yeah. So if you go to everythingisfigureoutable.com, we have a list of all of the booksellers. I would, from my open heart, encourage you, if at all possible, to get to a real brick and mortar bookstore that is amazing. And of course, if that's not possible, or you're like, you know what, girl, the only way I'm going to get this book is if it's on Audible, because I need to listen, because I'm an auditory learner. God bless you and thank you. But if you are a real kind of hardcover person and there is a local bookstore, I would encourage that. But we'll have um, lots of details and also more free resources. Julie, you probably know this about me. Um, I have a lot to share and not everything made it into the book (laughs) because we didn't want it to be 700 pages long because I'm not going to read a 700 
Adventure Page Long Book. Yeah. So we do have extra resources and um, some incredible material that frankly didn't make it in. So if you go to everythingisfigureoutable.com, you will get access to those free resources as well because I want people to have everything they need to figure out their biggest dreams. Amazing. Marie, again, thank you as always for coming on and just being such a light and so wise and just always giving your best stuff away and just helping us grow the business and the life that we love. So thank you again so much. Oh, thank you, Julie. Thanks for having me on. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right. I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Next time on the Influencer Podcast. Getting getting really clear on what your mission is, what do you want? What is the result you want? And calendar your time. Even if you're not super busy yet, mm-hmm. and I talk about this with new like baby realtors, if you don't have a team, if you don't have an assistant, if you don't, you, you're not on chapter seven yet. You're on chapter zero. Mm-hmm. You're figuring your life out. Calendar your time and hold yourself accountable to doing what you don't want to do at the highest level. Mm-hmm.